good evening uh, to everyone. Um, glad that you could join us tonight, literally in church, as well as those that might uh, join us online. Welcome to our Saturday evening service here at Gospel Assembly Church in Mississauga, Ontario, Canada. We count it a privilege that God has given us this opportunity that we can uh, send this message online. And ever so often I hear, get good reports, individuals uh, let me know that the message is changing their lives. Not only here in North America, but around the world. I spoke to someone today from India and uh, they could tell me exactly what we preached on Wednesday night. And uh, it is changing the lives of individuals and it's giving them direction. I'm not sure how long we'll continue streaming. As a matter of fact, I'm thinking that maybe we'll stream as long as the borders are restricted to a certain extent and the saints from Rochester can come. And then we will probably maintain the streaming for a little bit, but after the streaming period is over, then we will probably continue with a regular service for our local folks. Uh, restrictions are being lifted gradually. And um, before you know it, if the Lord helps us and uh, things continue to improve, we would um, not have to be wearing the mask um, and following all the protocols. Already we stopped doing contact tracing and we just test for temperature coming in, those coming in. We're not interested right now. If one, someone has the vaccine or double vaccine or whatever, everyone is allowed to come on in that can come on in and you're healthy. If you have a temperature or you have um, some sort of a complication, a serious cough, then I would advise you to stay away. There was a time when you're sick and I would tell you, come to church because we'll pray with you. These days, um, when you're sick, we tell you stay home. Well, I think all of that will change as time goes on. And I cannot wait for the day to come when we will change all of these little principles that's controlled by the government and whatever they're doing. We're Canadians here and uh, we believe in honoring the government and whatever they do as long as it does not conflict with our commitment and dedication to God. Um, I would never allow anyone in this church, I would never see it possible for anyone in this church to go and join a protest against something that is meant to save lives. We have lost lots of people here in, in Canada, in, in the province of Ontario, and in Canada, in the United States, and around the world. Some countries are still suffering from the effects of this pandemic. And uh, it's real. It's not a fake. And if you love yourself more than you concern about the health of other individuals, you'll join a protest also. But we don't. We are children of God. And uh, even though I preach against all kinds of immorality, uh, we don't protest because unless God changes people, they're not going to change. Uh, if God wants you dead, you're dead. 
if God wants you well, and still we are responsible for our actions to a great extent. So tonight, it's wonderful to have you join us in this, in this uh, service, and I pray that the service itself would be a blessing to you. Tonight, uh, when I'm done, we'll be singing, uh, spending some time in our worship, uh, in singing. Uh, join us. Put your mind on God. Be prepared for the service. Imagine you're in church and you want it to be a blessing to you. And join in your spirit, your soul, let your, um, let your entire being be involved. And I'm sure God will bless you. Uh, there are individuals that uh, if you're sick and you need prayer, I work with a prayer list that um, I do on a daily basis. Individuals that have a special need. We can pray a general prayer and says, God, touch every one of your children. But sometimes someone might have a special need uh, that demands prayer. And I try to make that as a, a daily uh, uh, situation, a daily commitment and dedication to remember these requests. So if you have a special need, let us know and we'll pray for you. Right now, we are glad that you can join us and please join me in prayer as we ask God to be with us in this service tonight. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we thank you once again that we can come before your presence. We thank you, Lord, that you have kept this assembly here in Mississauga active, Lord, to a great extent. Committed people are a part of this assembly. And we pray that you'll continue to bless this local church and bless everyone, Lord, connecting with us tonight, um, locally here as well as on the internet. We pray that, Lord, your spirit that has no bounds and no limits, Lord, there is no distance in prayer. I pray that you'll touch the lives of your people. Help us, Lord, to live godly lives. Help us that these messages that we receive would become a reality in our effort to serve you and to live for you and to dedicate our lives to you, Father. Please, O oh God, we ask, be a blessing to us. Let your word not return void unto thee, but accomplish its purpose and plan in every one of our lives. Bless us tonight. Bless the worship, we pray, and the message we ask. In Jesus' name, we commit the entire weekend before you, Lord. And we pray you'll touch not only the bodies of individuals that are joining us, but their minds and their spirit. Perfect your people, Father, we ask in Jesus' wonderful name and for his glory. Amen and amen.
wonderful name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. It's, it's, um, it's always good to be in church. And uh, really, really feel blessed with the songs that we sing before and uh, during our service. Lord, I need your touch. And it's a time that we live in that we really need God to touch us and help us. There's, um, <clears throat> there's so much fear and worry and stress and anxiety that uh, not only local in our, in our province or in our country, but throughout the world, uh, so much fear and so much that's happening. And uh, uh, sometimes it's, it starts, uh, uh, anxiety starts with the mind. Uh, depends how much uh, your mind can put up with. And uh, most of the times it's, it's our mind that takes us to places that we need not to go. And situations that uh, we feel that's, uh, that's uh, uh, stressful. And uh, not knowing the future or what's, what lies ahead of us would put us in that place to worry. And no wonder every time Jesus, when he was talking to his disciples or the crowds, he says, fear not, fear not. Seems as though that there's fear gripping everyone uh, in, in our time. And uh, that is why we need the church. We need a place where we can come and, and be refreshed. And I feel every time we gather together for church, uh, it's a good time for every child of God. It's a time of refreshing. And we need the Holy Spirit in, in our lives. We need God. I appreciate uh, all the lessons we've received and, and uh, the, uh, the songs we've been singing. I think Wednesday night we, uh, we sang one song that, um, if I'm correct, it, uh, it was, uh, I'm not afraid to trust him. I'm not afraid to trust him for he's on my side. And that it's, uh, it's one thing to sing, I'm not afraid to trust him. But do we really trust him? When uh, Solomon was writing, I think in, in Proverbs, when he says, uh, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thy own understanding. Many a times we, uh, we put trust and confidence in things that would uh, be passed and gone. Now we trust our government uh, right here tonight and as we gather together in church. You did not check and see if the, the pews were properly screwed down or that there were any loose screws. No, you, but you trusted that it was fine and you sat there without even thinking. Well, trusting God depends, it depends and calls for more of that, more than just trusting a little object. And for us to begin to trust God, when, when John was writing in the epistle of John, he says, uh, he says uh, how can we say we love God and we hate our brother? You see, first, the love starts with our love for one another. And if a man hates his brother, then he does not, he cannot say he loved God. Well, I believe we are living in a time and uh, a time that is, that is very important for us to put some trust and confidence 
in the, the ministers that God has given us. Not every minister is called of God. Not every preacher that preaches is called of God. Uh, but they are a selection. They are a group of individuals that I believe that God has called. And I think this assembly and this fellowship is blessed uh, with the leadership that we have. I think this congregation here in Mississauga, we are blessed with our leadership, with our pastor, and the, the direction that this church has taken over the years, and the guidance and, and help. And so we need to learn to develop some trust in, in our pastor. And uh, is, uh, because he's human, uh, we tend to not put all that trust and confidence in uh, what he does or what he says. But... He is God's mouthpiece for our time. And I've been blessed. I've been blessed tremendously with the lessons that, and the instructions that were given uh, over the years, especially these past two years. Uh, still, since the beginning of the pandemic, uh, I've been blessed tremendously and I'm encouraged tremendously. Uh, there are times in which I, without, without, any, uh, uh, without any doubt, uh, there are times in which when we... I go to bed at night, there things would linger in our minds. I wonder uh, what uh, tomorrow holds, what would happen tomorrow. Uh, it's worse when uh, you have family members that are not well. And it's a sad thing for a child to bury their parents. Isn't it a sad thing? I attended my mom's funeral right here in this, uh, in this uh, assembly. And it was a hard thing to put your loved one, your parents, in the grave. But I believe it's a harder thing when a parent's got to put a child mm -hmm. in the grave. Mm -hmm. uh, it's uh, something that I just cannot comprehend. And I don't know because I don't have that experience. But there are a lot of homes right now that's been, it's been broken. And, and this fear has gripped a hold of a lot of people. And that is why the Lord has given us a comforter. And that's the Holy Spirit. And our pastor has a job to do, and, uh, and uh, God has called him to the ministry to do a job. And uh, if we are to really put together a job description for the man that God has placed here in this assembly, what would we put it as? What would be the, uh, the wording for the job description? Uh, uh, Ezekiel made a statement over here in, I think, the 44th chapter of the book of Ezekiel. Uh, when uh, God was um, uh, putting together uh, some ministers, a, a priest, uh, for, for his work here in, uh, in the, the Levites, as a matter of fact, in the 44th chapter of the book of Ezekiel, uh, he was talking about certain requirements. It's not anybody that feels that God calls them to the ministry means that God really wants to use them. No, a lot of people uh, call themselves to the ministry. But uh, it has to be someone that's ordained by God, that's called by God. And that is why we've heard the scripture uh, repeatedly uh, in Job. It says, if there be a messenger uh, with him, an interpreter, one among a thousand. If that was a few thousand years ago, I'd imagine what it is like today. And it says the priest lips should keep knowledge. Knowledge of what? Knowledge of the Word of God. Knowledge of the wisdom of God and the will of God. And the priest's lips should keep knowledge, and they that seek the law should seek it at his mouth. 
And we are not short for the word of God in our time today. God has given us timely messages and timely instructions. They are instructions that are given and lessons that are given to encourage us. And yet they are lessons that are given to correct us and to pull us back in line when we go out of, uh, out of line. And this is what the church is all about, uh, is to correct us and to rebuke us and to encourage us and to help us, to give us the guidance and the direction that is needed for us to be in the kingdom of God. Not anyone uh, just attending services means that you're fine and you'll be going into the kingdom of God. But there are certain requirements. And here in, Ex in uh, Ezekiel, the 44th chapter, it talks about the, the Levites. And you, you read that whole chapter, it talks about their re requirements and what uh, was needed. Here in verse 18, it says, And they shall have linen bonnets upon their heads, and shall have linen breeches on their, upon their loins, and they shall not gird themselves with anything that causeth sweat. And uh, it's quite different than uh, the, the preachers we see today. Uh, the Levites were not even allowed to sweat. Uh, it was something that was considered a bit of unclean, uh, un uh, uncleanness before the Lord. And uh, today we, we look at the television ministry, there's more sweat than you can even think about. A lot of hollering and jumping and, and, and a lot of actions. And sometimes you wonder, uh, what would God think of what's happening in religion today? And you see what's happening. And uh, he went on to say here, he says, uh, verse 20, they shall neither shape their head and go on. But the verse where I really want to bring your mind and attention to is verse 23. And he said, and they shall teach my people, speaking about the Levites, the ministers that he appointed to be leaders, the pastors in our time uh, and in our dispensation. He says, and they, they shall teach my people the difference between holy and profane. And aren't we glad that we have been receiving lessons to uh, clearly distinguish between what's profane and what's holy? Uh, I think our lesson on Wednesday night was a tremendous lesson uh, to show us the importance of holiness and godliness. Uh, holiness is not a commodity that you can buy in the supermarket. Or something that's, uh, that's developed overnight. But it's, uh, it takes time. It says, and they shall he shall teach his people the difference between the holy and the profane. And cause them to discern between clean, unclean and the clean. As a matter of fact, it's the lifestyle that God wants uh, uh, his people to live. And there's absolutely no way that uh, we can come to church and... Uh, uh, pretend, pretend to be a person that's holy uh, uh, before the sight of God in the presence of God. See, God is holy. And the scripture says, I think Paul made a mention, he says, the law is holy and the commandments holy and just. And for us to develop holiness, it's important for us to keep God's law and his precepts and his commandments. It's very important for us to obey his commandments and his precepts and his law. Uh, for us to develop holiness. Uh, Paul made a statement over in, in Romans, the 12th chapter. I think uh, we dealt with that on, uh, a little bit here on Wednesday night. When Paul said, he says, I beseech you, therefore, uh, by the mercies of God. In Romans, the 12th chapter, he says, I beseech you. 
As a matter of fact, this was a man of God. We can stay right now and look back in the past and what things were done aforetimes. And we can read the scripture and we can feel in, that, that Paul the Apostle was a mighty man of God. That was an anointed man of God. But if we were sitting in his congregation, would we have had the same opinion? If we were sitting right in his congregation, when we see him and in his speak, and sometimes he is in the valley, and sometimes he's smooth in language, and sometimes he's rough in language. Depends on the situation that he has to face with, and the this, this circumstance he has to, to deal with, and he has to use the appropriate means to deal with certain things. Would we have uh, uh, still retained that, uh, that idea that he was a man of God? And he says here, he says, I beseech you. He was actually begging those people. By the, by the mercies of God, he says, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies. The reason why Paul was telling them uh, or preaching this lesson or this message was there was something happening where ungodliness and unholiness was creeping into the church. And there were things that are drifting away from the place where God wanted them to be. And he says, yeah, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. And they were, they were people, I would imagine, they were saints of God in that church that were uh, using their body for unholy things or acts. And it's important. You see, this is, our body should be a vessel that, uh, of honor. This is the temple Amen. of the living God. And when we come to church, it's the temple of God. When we leave this place, it's the temple of God. When we're at home, it's the temple of God. When we go to the job, it's the temple of God. When we go uh, driving on the highway, it's the temple of God. When we shop in the supermarket, it's the temple of God. We need to have our bodies presented before God holy and acceptable unto Him. He says, acceptable unto God. Whatever I do today, I ask myself the question. When I come to church and I sing a song and I lift my hands up, uh, would that be acceptable unto the Lord? Is it coming from my heart? And this is where these lessons are designed to make us better individuals. Amen. And sometimes it hurts. Why? Because if you go, if you have a sickness or you have a disease in your body and it's internal for the physician or that doctor or that specialist to help you or to remedy that condition, sometimes you would have to perform a surgery. And surgery is not a most pleasant thing uh, to have someone cut open your body. Well, spiritually speaking, sometimes there's a spiritual cancer that has to be dealt with. And the only reason, the only way that thing could be dealt with is to cut open us, spiritually speaking, and put that surgeon has to put his hand in there with all the uh, equipment necessary and take that thing out. It is not for his benefit. We need to realize this. It's not for the preacher's benefit. When a lesson is, is, uh, is being put forward and it deals with holiness and tells us that we need to uh, go after holiness and seek after holiness, pursue holiness. It's not the preacher's benefit. It is for our benefit. Because for us, holiness without which no man, the scripture says, shall see the Lord. And for us to be in God's kingdom, it demands sacrifices. We sent our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto the Lord. And God has to help us. You see in Ephesians, the first chapter, I think it was on Wednesday night we looked at. When before, just imagine this. 
Don't ever beat yourself down that you are nothing or whatsoever and you can't make it into the kingdom of God. There is a possibility so long as we have this assembly and assemblies around the world that follows the principle and the guidelines of the scriptures and functioning according to the will of God. There is a strong possibility that those believers that are attending those services will make it into the kingdom of God. And you and I are blessed tonight because we are getting the right messages that cuts right down to the heart. And preparing our lives that we could be able to make it into the kingdom of God. In the first chapter, I think, of Ephesians, when Paul was writing, he says, God has chosen us before the foundation of the world. When you're sitting at home right now and confused, you've lost your job, maybe. Maybe you're lying in bed, not able to, to move. You're just in a wheelchair, probably. Maybe your loved one has died, has died and you, you maybe just went through a, a nasty divorce. And you feel that the whole world is against you. But I want to tell you something. The scripture says God has chosen you before this world was even formed. That makes you very special. You are a special person. And he has chosen us for a reason. Not for us to do our own thing. But he wants us to be holy unto him you see god is holy and god is righteous he loves righteousness and he hates iniquity he loves the things that are good and he wants us to love the things that are good he loves righteousness and he hates iniquity and sometimes we go to flip side we love the things that god hates and we hate the things that god loves we go so contrary to the word of god i know why because we are in this human body that's fallen and depraved but i'm thankful to god that this is not the end of the journey we are still going through our journey we're still fighting the spiritual warfare and what's important for us to understand is our warfare the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds and we're not fighting flesh and blood but it is very important and I think it is it's just very important on Wednesday night special emphasis was placed on we need a conversion we need a conversion Peter was three and a half years with the Lord Jesus and he saw the miracles he was there. He saw all the mighty miracles that Jesus performed. He saw the dead was raised and that the sick was healed. The dumb spake and the blind received their sight. The lame walked. He was right there. When it was all over, Jesus turned to him and says, when thou art converted. You mean three and a half years spent with the Lord Jesus? He had an experience. He was on the right path. But there needs to be that final touch and that final conversion. You see, it's one thing for us to be saved from our sins which are past. It's another thing to be saved from the final resurrection. The scripture says, he that endureth unto the end, the same shall be saved. And all we are receiving here today are instructions given to us. It's, it's the manuscript. It's like the manual given to us to show us the way of salvation. And so we are so glad for salvation. Here Paul was writing here in Ephesians, the second chapter. 
of the book of Ephesians. I think it was a, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience when uh, the church at Ephesus received all these instructions. It says here in verse 1, in chapter 2, verse 1, and we dealt with this so extensively on Wednesday night. He says here, he says, And you had he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Just imagine, we try so hard to keep the commandments and try to do good so much. And Paul, even though he was, he was such a great person, he says, the things that I want to do, I find myself not doing. That the good I want to do, I find myself not doing. There was a battle in his life. Good and evil. There was a warfare. The flesh warring against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. But I'm so glad there was an opportunity that when Paul says, he said, you had he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. We who were dead in trespasses and sins. When we came up in false religion and we did not serve God and we did not know God. And God had given us the opportunity that we learned about Jesus. We knew about him and we learned the scripture says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him. This was an opportunity that we had to have our sins forgiven, our sins that are past and many a times our foot would slip. In our humanity, we'll accommodate evil thoughts and, and our ways would not be good and our thoughts would not be good. Our conversation would not be good. But then God in his mercy has provided a means of escape. He has given us something that's called the Holy Spirit. That life of God in us. That conversion that we all need so much. The quickening. He says you had it quickened. Quickened simply means to bring to life again. When we thought everything was lost. God has given us the Holy Spirit. There is now therefore. No condemnation. Amen. You see, there is, a, there, is a, there is a hope for every child of God that's sitting here tonight. And that's listening over the air. There's a hope for you and me. Yes, you know, this pandemic situation has really done it wrong. Done so much wrong and hurt to a lot of Christians. A lot of children of God. We have given up hope sometimes. We pray for individuals. Right now my mind goes... Right up into Florida. We've got a brother that's, uh, that's suffering right now with a sickness. That we pray and we don't see results. We pray and we don't see results. Well, God is in control of everything. Yes. But I believe that we can reach to that place. We may not have that bread. When our friend is knocking at our door at midnight. We may not have that bread. But we know where to find that bread. We're going to go to another friend. We can go. You know, it's not. I'm not asking for myself this time. Lord. I've got a need. There's a friend that has a need. Though my request. Needs an answer divine. I've got a friend. Who has a greater need. Of a touch from your hand. Lord, I tried my best. But in my humanity, I can't do it. But I know that all power belongeth to you. I read in your scripture where you heal the sick and you raise the dead. You are the same God of Abraham, the same God of Isaac, the same God of Jacob, the same God of Paul, the same God of the apostles. You have not changed. You're still a mighty God and your power is still the same today. And you can do that for my friend, Lord. 
I'm not praying for myself tonight. I'm praying for my friend. Might be lying in his bed right now, not able to move by himself. I've got some need in their life. Might be just diagnose a cancer. Might have some uh, infirmity in his body. Might be battling a habit that he's finding so hard to shake. But God, I'm praying tonight. It's not me. I'm not asking for myself. Though my request needs an answer divine. But I've got a friend that needs a touch from your hand, Lord. If we begin to seek the Lord with all our hearts, I know we will see results. He can be in Florida. We can be in Canada. But there is absolutely no distance with God. I believe we can get to that place. And for us to be to that, get to that place, we need some of these lessons implemented. Amen. Holiness without which Amen. no man shall see the Lord. The minister, the Levite that God has placed in our midst is teaching us between good and evil. Between holiness and profane things. Within what's right and what's wrong. The choice is ours. But with the strength of God, Paul says, he says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so here we have the Lord Jesus the sacrifice. Adam was made a living soul. But Christ Jesus, the, the last Adam, not a second Adam, the last Adam was made a quickening spirit. Amen. And aren't you glad tonight for salvation? When Paul writes, he, write, he went on to say, he says, uh, God was rich in mercy. He, but God who is rich in mercy, verse 4, he says, for his great love wherewith he loved us. For when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. I'm so glad for salvation tonight, aren't you? You see, salvation is not the result of good works. He talks about it here in, in verse, verse 9. He says, not of works of, of righteousness. Not by, he says, not of works, lest any man should boast. Salvation was not the result of good works. But good works was a result of salvation that God has given us. And tonight, you and I, we've got something that's called salvation. When Jesus died on the cross, he shed his blood to redeem us from our sins. And not to leave us without a savior, but he's given us salvation. He's given us an opportunity to be called his children. We're blessed tonight. That blood was precious. It's that blood that gives me strength. From day to day, it shall never, it shall never, it shall never lose its power. Song says, for it reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley, no matter how low your valley is, or where you are in that valley, how condemned you might feel, I tell you the blood of Christ has reached down, right down where you are, and can pick you up, and lift you to that place, because he has given us this opportunity, we are therefore now, there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. My God, it's so wonderful to serve the Lord. It's so precious to serve the Lord. 
If we suffer with Him, sometimes we go through hard times. And suffering is needed for some of us. Every one of us, we have our own journey that God is taking us on. Jesus, the captain of our salvation, He was made perfect, the scripture says, through suffering. And we would have to allow that fire to purge our system, to purge our goal, to take out from us the things that are not needed. But my God, tonight, we are a blessed church. We are a blessed congregation, regardless of what's happening. Mm -hmm. Let the world do. He says, be not confirmed to this world. Paul said in Romans, he says, be not confirmed to this world. There are things that they're in this world, that sometimes without realizing it, we are confirming to that. Have you ever heard this, the, this, the term, my bad? You think that's proper English? But how many of us use that, my bad? It's part of the system of the world. Might as well say something like, her beautiful. <laughs> it's not proper English, but this is something that we get hooked on. Things that are in the world. You see, there are certain things creeping into our home that Paul was writing to Timothy. I think there are things that are creeping into our home. We need to start somewhere and we need to start now in our lives. Get rid of things in our lives. Get rid of things in our home. We are in bondage. Christ has set us free. Why are we going back? We should not be going back. But tonight, I think we are a blessed congregation. I think we are a blessed congregation. I think we are a blessed fellowship. We have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But we have received the spirit of adoption. Whereby we can lift our hands and say, Jesus, Father, Father. We can say, Father, Father, because he has made us his children. My God, and so sometimes we, we, we're sometimes afflicted. We feel that coming to church is a waste of time. Serving God might be a waste of time. Our hands might be in shackles and this, the devil might have had us in, in chains under depression. Under stress and burden. But I said tonight is a time that we need to let those shackles go. It's a time when we hear the word of God we need to let those things go from us. We need to get rid of those things. Believe God with all our hearts and all our souls and all our minds. Trust in Him because He's able to put together. He's able to put, to make a life complete. The, the song says, it's just like my Lord. You might come in pieces, but He'll begin to put those pieces back together and make you a vessel of honor to make a mind complete. It's just like my Lord. To give a peace so sweet. It's just like my Lord. To take a life for a man that's wrecked by sin. Your life might be wrecked by sin. And you feel there's no hope for you anymore. I'm here to tell you tonight. My Lord Jesus. He can put that life back together. And give you something Amen. worth serving God for. We've got a hope tonight. Amen. To take a man that's wrecked by sin. And make him whole again. Oh, praise His holy name is just like my Lord. My God, may God help us to understand how important holiness is. 
and righteousness is and an opportunity you and I every one of us get the devil off your case and let God have his way in our lives this is a good place to be in tonight don't go home empty don't go home or go to bed tonight without asking yourselves the question where am I in God right now am I acceptable for him am I presenting my body as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto him am I conformed to this world or am I transformed we need to be transformed by the renewing of our minds May God help us tonight. This is a good night to be in church. And wherever you are, may the Lord touch your hearts and your mind to make a decision that you want to serve Him. Now is not a time to mess around. Now is not a time to, to wonder about the news. You know, the news can be so depressing. Now is not a time to follow the news. Uh, the Olympics was great, but now is not a time to spend time after the Olympics or, 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 or sports or some of these events that they have on television. These things would corrupt our minds. But let's focus on things that are holy Amen. and things that are pure, things that are just, things that are of good report. See, the Word of God is a good report. COVID-19 is a bad report. Word of God is a good report. When we think on these things, we'll have our minds in the right place, serving God in holiness and in righteousness. We want to sing a, a chorus here tonight. And every one of us, let's put our hearts together. Believe God that He can help us to make the necessary changes and adjustments in our lives that we can make it regardless of our circumstance and situation. Amen. Praise the Lord. Why don't we all stand tonight? Think about your current situation, where, what you're in right now. God can put those pieces back together. Take us, let's wreck my sin and to make it whole again. Oh, praise His holy name is just like my Lord. Hallelujah. To make a life complete is just like my Lord. So sweet, it's just like my Lord. Hallelujah. That's wrecked my sin and to make him whole again. Oh, praise his holy name. It's just like my Lord. Come on, believe the Lord tonight, everybody. Oh, to make a life complete is just like my Lord. To give a peace so sweet is just like my Lord. To take a soul that's wrecked by sin. Complete is just 
Father, tonight we call upon your name. Father, we are so weak and so helpless without you. Father, many a times we make promises and we make vows and we fail to keep them. We're so glad tonight for Calvary. For Jesus, the sacrifice that he made and the sacrifice that he was. For those nail-scarred hands. For the blood that was shed to bring us salvation. Tonight, Father, we are a people that need your help without you we are lost father without you we are so helpless but tonight we pray father for your strength to give us the strength and give us the faith and the trust and confidence in you we pray that you'll forgive us for the wrongs that we have done oh god help us to be forgiven of the past that we have come through and lord not to harp on the past but you have forgiven us to forget those things which are behind let us reach far to those things that we before the promises that you have made lord those tonight that are weak and those that are discouraged and those that are disappointed those that are sick father those that need your healing touch in their bodies father not only their bodies but those that need a touch in their minds. Those of us, Father, that are battling with our minds and the warfare that we have with the spirit against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit. We pray, Father, tonight that the Holy Spirit would be our comforter and our strength. Lead us by your spirit, God. Help us to walk in your spirit. We're so glad, Lord, that you have quickened us by your spirit. Tonight we pray, Father, that you'll give us a hope 
in our hearts and help us to make the changes that's required that we can be in the coming kingdom, that we can face tomorrow regardless of the challenges that we face. Lord, we know that Jesus is close beside us and you will never fail us nor forsake us. Father, we are so encouraged tonight. Strengthen us, we pray. Be thankful tonight for our pastor, the minister that you have placed in our midst that is able to teach us good from wrong, life from death. Oh, God is able to teach us holiness from propriety, Father. Help us to believe his word and trust in his word and make the changes that are required. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Bless our service tomorrow. We ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Remember your offering, tithes.